someone has said um, that the church exists largely for people who never go near it. And to the extent that that's true, um, the impact of our church will be felt by people in Grant County in Marion if we fulfill the mission of this church. We see outreach or evangelism in our church not as something we do, but we see it as part of our DNA. It's an extension of, of what is happening in the life of our church. And so since about 2010, we've seen significant changes in our church. We sponsored four villages in Africa. We built a school in Africa just with, with the people that lived there, our church and them. Uh, we got involved in Mexico City. We've been there now about three or four years. We've helped plan over 40 churches over in Africa. Back here in, the, in our own town, we have become more actively involved in the Francis Slocum um, neighborhood. And as a result of that, more than 100 mentors from College Church give an hour of their time every week to mentor an at-risk student. At the end of the day, or really at the end of the year, College Church gives about $100,000 per year to the Marion Community Schools or ministries in those schools. And as a result of that, we have seen test scores come up we have seen the morale in the schools come up. We have seen our ministry not only in the schools, but in the families of students who attend those schools increase. And as a result of that, we have seen more than 20 children give their hearts to Jesus Christ. So a lot is happening in the outreach and evangelism of College Church. A lot is changing, and it's only happening as God changes our hearts. Bo will want me to tell you, and I must, that if you want to contribute towards these ministries, it's really a separate budget, you guys. You can't just throw it in the offering plate and hope it ends up there. You have to target it and say, I want this to go towards outreach, and I certainly hope you will. But since he's, been come, since he's been here last uh, summer, Pastor Bo, who now is over our outreach ministries, has worked together with the outreach team to develop a new strategy or really to update the vision of College Church. It will say move the chains with new ideas that are fresh and bold. And that's exactly what they have done. In addition to that, we've asked Pastor Chris to step in and begin to help organize these things, put them all onto one page so that they're all saying the same thing, going in the same direction, and that they fit well within the greater comprehensive strategy of College Church. And that is exactly what they have done. And so this morning, what you're going to hear in a moment are some of these ideas, but the passion that is behind these things. Pastor Chris will come up and share from the Word of God where everything begins. And then he'll bring Pastor Bo to the platform, and with really question answer, they'll talk about some of these new initiatives that College Church is part of. And I, I know that as you listen to these things, that your heart will be inspired as mine has been uh, in the last three or four months. So, Pastor Chris, would you please come and share the word? Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. 
These are some of the very last words that Jesus speaks to his followers before he ascends to heaven, words that he uses to remind his followers, the church, of their calling. In essence, what Jesus is saying to his followers as he's leaving is he's reminding them that their calling, their mission, their purpose as his church is to carry his message from here to the nations. Right at the very outset of the church, Jesus is telling his followers that evangelism and mission and outreach are part of the DNA of the church. He's reminding them that wherever the church is and wherever the church goes, it is always called to have an external focus. It is always called to look beyond itself into its community and into the world to extend the message and mission of God wherever people are. So here at College Church, outreach is in our DNA. It's not in our DNA because a board voted to have an outreach program. It's not in our DNA because we thought, we have all of these people and we need something for them to do. Let's create outreach ministries. Outreach is in our DNA because Jesus put it there. We are his church and as his church, we are called to take his message from here to the nations. A few years ago, God did a significant work in our church when we entered into the what if campaign. And at this point in my message, I was gonna highlight a lot of the things that we had done in the what if campaign, but when two or three people are sharing a message together, sometimes one of them says something the other was planning to say. <laughs> so if you could just, in your mind, take a moment and replay what Pastor Steve shared just a moment ago and imagine me saying it right now. <laughs> God did a significant work in our church. He took a church that had a strong interior and through the What If campaign, he caused us to lift our eyes up, to look into our community and out into the world and see where he wanted us to be involved and engaged as a congregation. And this congregation heard the call and responded. And God used us in this community and around the world to be about the things that he was doing. And God did work through us. As we look back over these last several years, Pastor Steve highlighted a lot of the things, but there are a lot of the things he didn't talk about. He didn't talk about the local organizations that we've come alongside of and have supported with money and with volunteers to help their mission and their purpose go forward right here in Grant County. He didn't talk about the missionaries who are all over the world that we come alongside of with prayer and encouragement and financial contribution so that they can do the work God has called them to do in the places where he has put them. And we could go on and on talking about the trips that we've taken as a church and that many of you have signed on to, not just here at College Church, but in other organizations and in other groups that you are familiar with. And we've come alongside you as a church and we've helped fund your trip. Because we believe outreach is in our DNA. That we are called as God's people to take his message from here to the nations. And while we celebrate all that God has been doing in us and all that God has been doing through us, a sobering reality remains. Over the last couple of years, since the What If campaign has ended, our outreach giving has waned. 
In fact, if you go back to 2010 and you look at our outreach giving at that point in our history, what you'll find is we had just over 90 giving units. And they were giving on average every week about $16 a week. When we started the What If campaign, again, this message was put in front of you, this congregation responded, and we grew to 194 giving units. Many of you got in the game and you said, we want to be a part of outreach. And collectively, you were giving, on average, $68 per week per giving unit. God mobilized this church to be a part of it. 2013, the what if campaign came to an end. And in 2015, what we saw is the number of giving units dropped to 119, and the average gift per week went to $8 per week. Now here's the reality. Dollars are not the only indication of whether or not our church is externally focused. We look at more than just dollars. Many of you are giving time. You're mentors at Francis Slocum or you're volunteering in a hospital or you're a part of another organization in our community and you're giving your time and your talents there. And so we can look at all of those things and say God has done a great work in making us externally focused. But the reality still remains. Many of our outreach efforts here and around the world cost real dollars. And if our outreach giving stays at current levels or continues the trend of decline, the reality is very simply and plainly this. We cannot continue to do the things that we are doing in our community and in our world at the same level we are doing them now. Even more, the new ideas and initiatives that God is putting in our hearts as a church, we cannot pursue if we do not have the funding to pursue it. And so my job today is very simply this, to call us as a church to re-energize our commitment to outreach because outreach is in our DNA. God has called us as his people to take his message from here to the nations. And that means we have to bring our time, we have to bring our talents, and we have to bring our treasure to the table so that God can use us collectively to make a difference in our community and in our world. So today I want to give you four words very quickly to help us think together about outreach, how it works, and how we can be involved in it. The first word is the word purpose. It all begins with an understanding of God's purpose. And God's purpose is very simply this, to reconcile the world to himself. If you want to know what does God care about and what is God trying to accomplish in our world and in our globe today, it is very simply that. God is everywhere trying to reconcile people to himself. We read of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 where Paul writes a letter to some Christ followers in the city of Corinth and in, in this letter he says to them these words, for Christ's love compels us. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14 because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And here's why he died. Verse 15, he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. 
You want to know what God's purpose is? It is to reconcile the world to himself. He's inviting every person on this planet to no longer live for themselves, but instead to live for the one who died and was raised again, to live with him and in him and for him. This is the purpose of God. And it's important for us to start here because we have to understand that as a church, we're not going out trying to figure out what is our purpose. The church doesn't have a purpose. The purpose of God has a church. You see, God is already engaged in doing work all around this world to reconcile people to himself, and he calls us into existence as the community that bears his name to participate and partner with him in his purpose. It all begins with the purpose of God. The second word is the word perspective. You see, when we really understand God's purpose, our perspective begins to change, and it needs to change. I grew up in church. I was in church when I was four days old, and pretty much every Sunday after that, until the present moment. And as I grew up in church as a young teenager, I accepted Christ for the first time in my life. And I have to tell you, I accepted Christ for for purely selfish reasons. The story I was told as a teenage boy is that I was a sinner and that I was on my way to hell and as a young teenage boy, I didn't want to go to hell. The good news was that my church said is that all I had to do was believe in Jesus and I would escape hell and Jesus would punch my ticket to heaven. I think I actually had a church leader who told me that. That was their presentation of the gospel. And so I believed in Jesus, not for the claims that Jesus made about who he was or what he demanded from my life. I accepted Jesus purely for what he could do for me. Now, when you start the journey from that place, your perspective on the gospel and the church is that it is all about me. And the problem with this view is that when you come into the faith and you think that the gospel and the church is all about me, then it becomes hard for us to to care about the church that we're a part of, right? And we see this in churches all across North America who promoted this gospel for so long. We have people and we say to them, you should serve in the church, you should get involved. And people say, why? Why? I didn't sign up to get involved. I didn't sign up to participate in the life of the church. I came so that I could get my life right with God. And having gotten that, they don't have anything else to be involved in or any reason to be involved in it. And it's an even steeper climb. If we do get them to believe in the church, it's an even steeper climb to get them to care for the world. You see, when you start your whole journey of faith for selfish reasons, you end up coming to church with a consumeristic mindset. You end up coming thinking it's all about me and the mission of the church is me. Take care of me, serve me, help me, give me what I want. But what if there was a different way to look at the church? Brian McLaren, in his book, Generous Orthodoxy, paints a different picture of how the church works. He starts the purpose of the church, not in you as an individual, but in God's purposes for the world. 
And because God loves the world and cares for the world and wants to redeem and reconcile the world, God started the church. And he gave the church a mission and a purpose to go out and to reach the world, to carry his message from here to the nations. And because he has this church, he invites you and me to follow Jesus, not for what we get from Jesus, but for the claims about who Jesus is and what he demands from our lives. In this picture, we don't begin the journey for what we get from God. We begin the journey because we believe he is God and we submit all of who we are to all of who he is and we join with him in the work that he is doing in the world. In this perspective, my job is to be a disciple and to make disciples within the authentic community of the church for the sake of the world that God We start with God's purpose and our perspective changes and we begin to see where we fit in the big picture. When we have that understanding, we're ready then to talk about how we actually engage in outreach. And I think the key word here is partnership. Partnership. We partner with God. Right? We are called as his people to join with God in what he's doing. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, after Paul talks about what God is doing in the world, this is what he says. He says that he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors you see when we realize that we are a part of the church and we are called to make disciples for the sake of the world we begin to partner with God in what he is doing and because we are partnering with God we partner with each other one of the beautiful realities of the church is that we can do more together than any single one of us could do alone This is true in everything the church does. We gather every Sunday and we worship God and we hear teaching from his word and we experience the presence of God in a way that we cannot experience God when we are alone. God is with us and he meets us when we are alone, but there is something different when we gather together in his name. He is right here in our midst. When we huddle in smaller communities and we fellowship together and we laugh together and we cry together and we encourage one another and we support each other and we hold each other accountable, we grow in ways that are not possible for us to grow if we are by ourselves. And in outreach, we bring our time, our talents, and our treasure to the table, each one of us. And as we pool all of those resources together, God does more in and through us than any one of us could ever do on our own. We partner with God and we partner with each other. And as we partner with God and with each other, we quickly realize that we need to partner with other churches and other organizations. Understand this, no single local church can accomplish the purposes of God on their own. 
We need other churches and other organizations. So at College Church, we look for brothers and sisters who are like-minded, who want to partner together and in relationship work together on fulfilling the purposes of God, and we partner with them. For example, Pastor Bo and I, we've been having a conversation with uh, Mike and Lexa Ennis. They're co-pastors of Broadview Wesleyan Church in Chicago, Illinois, and we've just been talking with them over the last several weeks and really just talking about who they are and about their church and our church and how we might come into relationship with one another. Mike and Lexa moved to their neighborhood about six or seven years ago, and they planted themselves there in a very impoverished neighborhood. They determined right from the outset that they were going to live in that community at the same economic level as the majority of the people in their neighborhood have. And so they're there sacrificially giving of themselves in incarnational ministry. And God is using them. As they built relationships and made connections and developed life with their neighborhood, people are coming to faith. Lives are being transformed. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Mike and Lexa pretty quickly came to see a problem. They were leading people to faith and people were coming by actually large numbers to be saved and they were realizing that evangelism wasn't enough. They needed to disciple the people that they were reaching. And so they started to look for discipleship material that they could put in the hands of the people that they were reaching so that their lives could be transformed to look like Jesus. Did you know that most discipleship curriculum comes in book form? That's really great as long as your congregation can read. But if the majority of your congregation cannot read, putting a book in their hands does not help them. Now, some of us might be tempted to think, well, there are plenty of great resources on the web. They could watch videos or listen to talks, and that would help them grow as disciples, and that would be great too. But what if most of your congregation doesn't have an easily accessible internet connection? So when you realize that most of the discipleship curriculum is either in a book or it's web-based and your congregation cannot access those things, how do you put the right resources in their hands so that they can be discipled? Mike and Lexa put their heads together and said, you know, most people carry around an iPod or an MP3 player. What if we could develop audio tracks that we could either download on devices to give to them or that we could download onto the devices that they already have? What if we created discipleship curriculum that was spoken with beats in the background that our people would love to listen to so that they could walk around and hear the message of God and be transformed? It's a great idea. But what if you don't have the resources to put those kind of audio tracks together? It's the beauty of partnership. College Wesleyan Church, we have the equipment. We have the skills. We have Pastor Steve to drop the beats. (laughs) It's going to be a great partnership. So we talked to Mike and Lexa and we said, you know what, guys? We can do that. You write the curriculum, contextualize it to your neighborhood, to the people that you are reaching, and you bring that, and we'll help you record it, and we'll help you get it in a format so that your people can hear the word of God, and they can be discipled, and their lives can be changed, because at the end of the day, that's what we're all about. Mike and Lexa said, 
We've been waiting for someone to partner with us to do this project. But it's not enough for you to help us. True partnership is never one-sided. And so Mike and Lexa immediately started saying, how can we help your church? And as we talked with them, what we discovered is many of the issues that they are dealing with effectively in their neighborhood, many of those issues are the same issues we face in Marion and in Grant County. So Mike and Lexa said, we have learned so much over the last six or seven years, and we would love to come and have a conversation with people in your church who care about your community to share what we have learned so that you as a congregation can learn from what we did right and what we've done wrong so that ministry can move forward in Marion while at the same time ministry is moving forward in Chicago. It's the beauty of partnership. And everything that we do in outreach comes back to that issue. We want to partner with God, with each other, and with other churches and organizations so that the message of Jesus can be carried from here to the nations because that's our purpose. So here's what it comes down to. It's the fourth word, participation. We can understand the purpose of God. We can get the right perspective and we can believe in the power of partnership. But the bottom line is this. We need you to participate in outreach. Outreach cannot happen at College Wesleyan Church without your participation. We need you to be involved. And so the question is, what are we doing as a church and how can you get involved in it? So I want to invite Pastor Bo, our outreach pastor, to join me on the platform. I've got a few questions I'm going to ask him. And as he shares his answers with us, I think we'll start to get a clear picture of what we're doing and how we can all participate to see the work of God move forward at College Church. So Pastor Bo, tell us a little bit about the underlying outreach philosophy and strategy, because I think it helps frame for us what we're doing as a church. Dr. John Perkins, um, if you haven't heard of him, sometime this afternoon, go look him up. Go to YouTube, watch a video. Civil rights activist and founder of a Christian Community Development Association once said, the success of a local church should be directly tied to its success of holistically transforming the community that it's surrounded by. At College Wesleyan, we can have great preaching. We can have the best worship leaders. We can have phenomenal children's ministries and youth ministries. But if we fail to transform the community, we have failed as a church. But we are a church that cares deeply about our community and deeply about our world. Three gears direct everything that we do in outreach. We desire to see economic transformation take place. We desire to see educational transformation take place. And we desire to see spiritual transformation take place wherever we go. It's not enough just to share the gospel and move on. We want to see people's lives improve. We want to see children who have no means to quality education have 
that access. And ultimately, we want to see non-believers move to become Christ followers and then see Christ followers move to become world-class disciple makers. Those three things drive us. And we operate out of a here, near, far, and hard mentality. Our here is pretty apparent. It is Grant County. It is what we do at Francis Slocum. It is what we do through the VIP show club ministry. It's through our partnerships in Chicago. But God didn't call us just to stay in Jerusalem. He told us to go to the ends of the earth. So our near is Mexico City. And we have a beautiful partnership with Sina DeVita. As Chris was sharing about partnership, we invest in them. And then they mutually invest in us. The impact that they have on us is probably far greater than the impact that we have on them. Our far is a place that many of us love and have invested in, and that is Zambia. Over the next year, we're starting a new partnership with Poetis International in Zambia. We've realized we didn't have a strong partnership since the What If campaign, and we've been spinning our wheels. And I am excited about this new partnership that will give us traction, will give us momentum, and will bear fruit. And then finally, our hard. Our hard has been, since the What If campaign, Mozambique. We've done a lot of great things in Mozambique. God has used College Wesleyan there. But over the last few months, as I've been meeting with the outreach committee, we've realized that God isn't just calling us to a far or a hard place. He's calling us to go and do ministry in a country in which Christianity is illegal, where Christians are suffering for their faith. God is calling us to go to a country and partner with those believers to help them go further, faster. And that new hard area is China. So when you think about those four areas, the here, near, far, and hard, what are some of the current outreach opportunities that we are already invested in as a church in each of those categories? Yeah. Whew. There are no shortages of opportunities in outreach through College Wesleyan. At Francis Slocum alone, I mean, it's probably one of our most successful partnerships in Grant County. Numerous opportunities. You can be a mentor. You can invest directly into the life of a student there. You can also be an encouragement to the teachers and staff of Francis Slocum. You might not feel called to mentor a kid, but you can go and empower a teacher, helping them be more effective in their role as shepherds to those students. And then probably another area that's probably the least known but most effective area that you can give to Francis Slocum is through prayer. Every Tuesday morning at seven o'clock, Vicki Conrad goes, sometimes with others, and we need more people to invest in this area. She goes and she prays. She walks the halls and prays for all of the teachers 
and all of the staff. And as students come in, she's praying over them, not just about their day, but Vicki and Amy know what's going on in their lives at home as well, and she's praying for them as well. We need more people committed to prayer at Francis Slocum. Sia's ministry, it is exploding, but she doesn't have the help that she needs. She needs women who will come alongside of her and go with her to the VIP show club as she cares and shepherds the women that work there. And she also needs people to pray for her, people who might not feel comfortable going inside, but who will either at their home while they're there or, or in the parking lot while they're there, pray for what God is doing through them. And we also, we created this, this website, servegrantcounty.org. We wanted to make it easy for individuals at College Wesleyan and individuals throughout Grant County to discover opportunities where they could serve that fit what they were passionate about, what their location was, and what their availability is. We made it easy for people to discover opportunities. And that's just some of the ways that you can get involved here in Grant County. But we want, again, we want to go globally. We want to go outside of Grant County. This summer, we have two missions trips that we're going to be taking as a group. The first one is to Cena de Vida, our sister church in Mexico City. That trip is pretty much full. But we still have another opportunity. This summer, in, uh, in July, we are taking a group of individuals to inner city Chicago. As we develop this partnership in Chicago, we want to learn. We want to know what it's like. Um, we want to experience it firsthand. And so this summer, we're taking what I believe, what I know, our first intergenerational missions trip, where we want to see families that have children and Splash and JCB serving alongside some of our senior adults that are a part of the SAGE ministry, working together, serving together, and learning together. We want to see the church participate. So I know one of the things that you, Bo, have been passionate about, and I know the outreach committee has been praying and working hard on, is the development of some new initiatives, because we've talked about the fact it's time for us to kind of re-energize and look at what God's leading us into in the future. And we probably don't have time this morning to go through all of the new things that you guys have been mm -hmm. developing, but can you tell us maybe two of the most important initiatives that you'd say these things are front and center in what we're doing as we move forward? Yeah. It'd be tough to say which one was most important. I think they're all important. But um, hopefully you got one of these as you came in. On the inside, it just happened to happen this way. Just about every ministry that is listed here either is a new initiative or has been impacted by new partnerships. But I'll talk about two since I'm limited. Sina DeVita, we've been talking about it a lot this morning. They are a church that is investing in us. They are praying for our missionaries. They don't see them as ours. They see them as both theirs and ours. They are praying for the outreach staff, the outreach committee, the staff at College Wesleyan. They're praying for everything that we do. They're also teaching us how to be better at discipling others. 
About 12 years ago, there was an earthquake in Mexico City. The earthquake caused the roof at Santa Vida to collapse in on itself. Since that time, Santa Vida is spending countless hours setting up a makeshift roof each Sunday, setting up chairs because they can't leave them out. Again, spending hours. What would it look like if we partnered with Santa Vida, matching every peso with a dollar to help them put a roof on their building? What would it look like if through this partnership, Santa Vida could spend their time doing what they do best, and that is seeing people come to know Christ, discipling them, and planting churches. It might mean that we sacrifice, but it would mean the world to them. So over the next year, we're going to partner with them to put a roof on their church. I'm excited about it. Pastor Alex is excited. Their church is excited. Another area in which uh, another new initiative is immigrant connection. There are immigrants in our community. A lot of them we don't even see. We're hearing stories of the struggles of immigrants in Europe. What would it look like here at College Wesleyan if we were to create an immigrant connection site? The Wesleyan Church has been moving in this direction at various churches throughout our denomination for a while now. Zach Samara, some of you are familiar with, created this at the bridge there in Logansport. It has transformed his church. They are seeing immigrants come to a church, and the immigrants know that this church cares about them. They are providing the resources for these immigrants so that they can move and get settled into their new community effectively. They're providing legal services to help these immigrants get right with the law. And I know that makes some of you uneasy. We're talking about immigrants, and we are. Immigrants are people. Immigration is a political issue. And there's a huge difference in the two. Biblically, we can't ignore the immigrants. We can't ignore the strangers in our land. And so over the next year, we will have an immigrant connection site here at College Wesleyan, resourcing immigrants in our own community and the immigrants that are moving to our community. And just like at the bridge, I believe it's going to transform who we are here at College Wesleyan. That's good. We've got just a couple minutes left. So you've got an opportunity on a day where we've talked about outreach. You have a captive audience here as the outreach pastor. What is the challenge that you want to extend to this group of people to respond so that they can participate with us in outreach? Yeah. Three things that we need from you. Prayer. We need your time and we need your money. We can't do this without your prayer. We can't do this alone without your involvement. And we can't do this without your resources. Over the next year, we want to see 65,000 hours given away towards outreach, whether that's one of our ministries 
or just a, another organization out in our community. In, in 65,000 hours, that sounds like a lot. I mean, that is 2,708 days, nearly seven and a half years. But that's our goal. And we'll get there if every person in our church gives one hour a week the next year towards some type of outreach, some type of ministry that isn't within our community. So somewhere along the way, maybe as you came in, maybe in the pew back in front of you, maybe in the seat, we have one of these cards. We love cards around College Wesleyan Church. (laughs) We want you to fill this out. We want you to let us know that you'll pray regularly for outreach, our missionaries, our ministries, the efforts that are going on within our church. We want you to commit and mark this down to one hour a week. And we want you to commit to giving towards outreach. You'll fill this out, drop it in the basket as you go out. I'll follow up with you guys through an email sometime later this week. Maybe you're not ready to fill it out. I'm hoping that you are. But if you're not, take time to pray about it. Bring it back next week. Drop it in the offering plate next week or bring it by the church. But we can't do this without all of us partnering together.